Welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Peter Murphy-Lewis, who says he's not a thought leader, but I think he is, really. Uh, Pete is the VP of Marketing at a healthcare company, is a keynote speaker, and through his own company, he's coached the business lives of over 200 CEOs with his fractional CMO services. So this week, we're talking about how to become a thought leader. Thanks for downloading. A lot of thought leadership is not very thoughtful, is it? I mean, just spend five minutes on LinkedIn. You know what I mean, don't you? Um, What does it take to become a thought leader? And should you bother? Uh, There's lots of thoughts on this uh, from Peter Murphy-Lewis, who I think is a bit of a thought leader, to be fair. Uh, Peter's his own TV show in Chile, is the host of a podcast called LTC Heroes, a keynote speaker and is coached over 200 CEOs with his fractional CMO services. So he's got lots of thoughts on thinking. Uh, You can find Pete on his Strategic Pete website on LinkedIn. And don't forget to give his podcast a quick listen. Uh, There's a whole bunch of links in the show notes. So give those a quick tap. Uh, can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free? Love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media and subscribe via your favourite podcast app. You can check out more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcast. Now, the first thing I asked Pete was to kind of explain what he thinks a thought leader is, as a lot of what we see doesn't really look too thoughtful. I I agree with you that there's a lot of unthoughtful thinking, and I think that's mm. because thought leadership has become trendy. It's it's you know they 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 throw around words of brand awareness or they throw around words of lead generation or demand generation. I feel like it is a cousin in that marketing space that doesn't have a perfectly well thought out definition mm. uh, that's convincing. So if I were to define it, kind of in in marketing terms, I would probably say that it's more around education of your audience uh, from an individual point of view. So if if a company is thinking about brand awareness, uh, leadership should be thinking about personal awareness or thought leadership. So you're creating and sharing valuable content that offers unique insights, perspectives, yeah. uh, trying to solve problems and educating the audience. Do you think it's a little bit like being a philosopher in a way? I would, I would, I would, I feel like that's a, a, a fair analogy, but I would yeah. also say that uh, the easiest way, if, if you were going to explain it to someone who's not in marketing, mm. think about the most important influences you've had in your life. So go back to high school, go mm. back to college, think about your first job. That person, those people were thought leaders for you, whether, you know, you studied sociology or you studied biology or your first job, you were an HIV AIDS caseworker like me. Mm. I had someone who influenced the way that I approached the world, right. social work and, and, and the way that I wanted to grow as an entrepreneur. Those people were thought leaders. So now just take that to a systematic approach to converting someone um, as an individual as a face of a brand. And, and it's just a lot less expensive way to promote a brand by per- putting a person in front of it because people want to follow people, not brands. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What I was doing the research, kind of like um, looking you up on that online. And um, you'd, you you don't talk, you run your own business, you've done many different things. You've, I've seen pictures of you on stage. I've seen pictures of you with a microphone. You've got a podcast. All the, Would you call yourself a thought leader? 
I don't feel comfortable calling myself a thought leader. I would mm. consider myself a connoisseur of the niche of thought leadership. It's I, I feel like I follow a lot of thought leaders. Uh, I'm interested in the way that they approach it. I try to help my clients as, as a consultant. I try to help myself, uh, my clients and thought leaderships in my corporate job that I do in healthcare. I try to create the executive team around me as thought leaders. But to answer your question, frankly, no, I don't consider myself a thought leader. <laughs> a lot of folks who I think of thought leaders, when you ask them, they say they're not. Yeah. Do, do you think some of it's a little bit of an ego trip? Yeah, I think it's ego. I think it's schmarmy. I think it's spammy. <laughs> like the people who self-declare themselves, obviously there's a, a percentage of people who accurately declare themselves as thought leaders, but the yeah. majority of people that we are seeing push out crappy content on on TikTok and Instagram and even on podcasts that no one yes. listens to other than they're using for ads to push in front of their prospects that you know that that's not thought leadership for yeah. me. Yeah, I, I mean, I just love love it all on LinkedIn. I sometimes look at LinkedIn when I'm doom scrolling the thing, and and like, I'm old, so so kind of like I realise that when I was in my twenties, I know nothing. I mean, still know nothing now, and you're learning all the time. And when I'm seventy, I'm going to be thinking to myself, God, you knew nothing back then, twenty, thirty years ago. But it's kind of like you look sometimes. You think you're like twenty five years old. You you can't. You haven't had time to think much yet. How can you be a thought leader? Do you think there's a bit too much of that going on? That folks kind of like want to. This is going to be my job. Yeah, the, I I think that there's an age variable to it. I think that has to do with both maturity and emotional intelligence. Mm. But I also think that there's there's a lot of regurgitation of the same content out there, no matter what niche yeah. you're in. And just because you regurgitate more often, more consistently what everyone else thinks, that doesn't make you a thought leader. That means that you create more content than anyone else. And yeah. creating content is not is, is, is not the same as, as thought leadership. Do you think that's just being an influencer? Yeah, I've mean, considered being a bad influencer. <laughs> uh, yeah. if, if, you're, if you're not actually educating people, yeah. you are trying to growth hack, growth hack the algorithms better than people who'd say the exact same thing as you. Yeah, because the influencer thing is, is really interesting to me. I find it fascinating because I think um, because influencer marketing has been going on forever. I think the first kind of influencer I found, I can't remember the guy's name. It was like a, a silent film actor back in the early 1900s in the states or or early 1920s something like that and he did a deal with the cigarette company that every photograph he was in right he would be smoking these cigarettes right and and he would influence people to buy those cigarettes so mm. but that isn't being a thought leader right that's just the influencer marketing is basically shilling stuff isn't it selling correct that you that's where probably the the biggest difference right there is the verb educate. Are you educating yeah, yeah. people or are you pushing people towards something? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how much experience and accomplishments do you think you actually need kind of in your field before you become a, a thought leader? Where, 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 do, where do you kind of think, oh, I know enough now? Oh, John, I wasn't prepared for that question. How much do you need? I would say minimal. I think that there's a couple different variables that if you fine-tune them and kind of work your 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 muscles whether it be your 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 mouth when you speak or your eyes or the trust that you, that you create mm. uh, you can start to 
improve your thought leadership without having lots of years under your belt or lots of knowledge. And I think where this comes into is, you know, there's one is niche down Two is be consistent. There's a lot of people that try to become thought leaders for three months. They post every single yeah. day on LinkedIn yeah. some some cut up twenty second clip from a reel, and they're just regurgitating what other people say. Yeah. Um, include some stats, right? Like so, educating people, act upon something that makes sense and resonates, um, and beyond just the normal self help. People want to take stats away because it helps back up their answer. So when you educate them, give them something that they can move on. But I think that where people there's probably two things that I think people could do the best if they don't have the years under their belt. One is don't be afraid to quote others, give shout outs. I find that sure. a lot of thought leaders like to act like that they're at the top of Mount Rushmore uh, yeah. and no one else is. I think that that's just crap. I think everyone knows that there's yeah. lots of leaders at the top and you should share space with them. And the second thing is some people would say you should zig when other people are zagging. I just, just have a different point of view. So if you, well, let's say, John, you know, you and I are both marketers. Instead of you and I just telling people about what to do with Facebook ads or what to do with mm. SEO, it would be much more helpful if you and I took complex things that overwhelm non-marketers yeah. and broke it down and said, hey, this is what everyone's going to say, but you don't need to listen to me. This is what you shouldn't do uh, sure. and that have a different point of view. And I think that, that that type of education is the fast way to grow ahead. Yeah, so it's it's almost coming at it from more of an academic point of view, I suppose, isn't it really? You've mentioned sort of like teaching quite a few times. Yeah, I, I that's the way that I – I guess maybe I I – I feel closer to that because I used to be an academic and I know that there's still space in today's, you know, 21st century where we give an, a certain amount of trust and credibility and authority to academics. Yeah. The way that if you're not an academic is you just pull over a little bit of science, a little bit of stat, stats, you back it up with your opinion, you're honest when it's, it's opinion, and you say it's not science, uh, you say it enough and you say it in an authentic way, people are going to start trusting you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think being a good storyteller is important? Being able to, Ooh, you know, ooh. right on. Yeah. I didn't. That wasn't in my mindset. Uh, but when I am helping clients, I I often have them go to Donald Donald Miller's book and say, you know, we're further enough along. Yeah. You know your niche. Uh, you know what resonates. It resonates, and and it has to be true to you who you are. You know, like it. It goes with your mind. It feels true with your heart. You're not making things up. Uh, but then also being able to tell a story and connect the dots. I mean, yeah. You know, like a lot of times if, if you get into the details and you get into the weeds and you can't connect dots, you're probably not going to be a thought leader. You're going to be more of a researcher. And if you can't connect, if, you, if you're if you too vague, well, then you're not connecting any dots. You just sound kind of like, like a, a person who's trying to preach in the, the middle of a public park and doesn't make sense to anybody. Yeah. I always find the word storytelling, particularly when you come at it from a marketing point of view, is a difficult thing to define. How how do you define? Because it is difficult to explain to somebody, like, I've got a product, I've got a thing, I've got a something, right? And we've got to tell a story around it. And it's just a boring product. And the word story is is difficult, I think, sometimes for folks to comprehend what that means. How would you define it? So I'm, I would say... I'm, I'm not going to be able to answer it directly. Everyone's mm. going to say, like, Peter didn't answer a single question, John, so I apologize. <laughs> People are going to think, this guy, not only is he not an expert, but he doesn't answer the questions. He'll be a great politician. I, 
Yeah, I'm a little bit more gray. So here's the way here's the way that I, I would answer is so I think you've probably seen from my background I have a TV show. So I'm a host of hmm. a TV program, a cultural program in South America. And the what I try to do when I interview people is I try to help them find three to five variables in their life that help explain who they are. Hmm. And I try to define those as quickly as possible myself. I try to find them as quickly as possible. Then I try through the, 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 the day that I interview and work with them, I try to connect those and make sense of them, not only for the person I'm interviewing, but for the audience who will be watching it. So that's how I would define storytelling is finding the moments in your life, the pivotal transformational moments in your life that make sense. Uh, connect those so they make sense for someone else and that they end up being a benefit for the person who's listening or watching you. And that would be the same for a brand, right? So like mm. if we need, if you and I needed to connect something together for a shoe company, well, let's talk about when it was founded by whom. Let's yeah. put it together. Who was their first client? How it helped that client? Let's talk about how that emotional um, appeal benefits the person who puts them on afterwards, how that makes you feel, and then how people identify you. It's kind of putting those five things together and trying to say it in a simple fashion. Yeah. So so if you were kind of like going out to become a thought leader, or you think to yourself, I quite fancy being a thought leader. I'm going to think for a living. I could do that. I could just sit here and just for a living, I can make a ton of money just thinking all day. I wouldn't mind doing that, Pete, you know. Sounds like a good gig, that does. Um, would you work? Would you try and work out a strategy? Would you try and sit down and think to yourself how you're going to become a thought leader? If if I I wouldn't go around doing it that way. If that feels <laughs> kind of manufactured, uh, yeah. fabricated. Yeah. So what I would if that person came to me and said, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing this," the I would go through a set of questions. I would say, "So let's call this person uh, Paul." Hmm. So Paul. You know, tell me who are the 10 people in your life, personal or professional, who if they could have an hour with you um, to sit down and have dinner and ask you lots of questions, who are they? And then I would write down what, how old that person is, what they do for a living, uh, what they're interested in personally, what are the, how do they like to solve problems. So I'd basically write out that person's ideal customer profile. Then I would say... Then I would say, what are they going to interview you about? So let's find the topic that those 10 people have in common, the common denominator there. And then we determine why. Have you solved that before? Do you think about different frameworks? Those, the, uh, that's the way that I would walk them through to see if they have the space, capability, and mm. knowledge to be a thought leader. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It does seem a little bit fake, I suppose, that you go, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to work out this strategy to become a thought leader. I think a lot of folks who I've spoken to, I would genuinely call thought leaders, um, have probably just become one without even knowing it, right? They've just, just through doing something for a, a long period of time. Probably just being consistently helpful and valuable yeah. and educating the, a small niche of people around them. Those people fall in love with that person's content and become that person's ambassador or 1,000 first true fans. And then they, that person grows because of the value that they've, they've delivered in their, their social circle. Yeah. Um, putting your marketing head on, um, how, how do you think we could kind of measure the impact of thought leadership? I mean, you might get a TED talk. You might get... A on the cover of Forbes magazine and then get thrown in jail like six months later or something. <laughs> Most of them seem to, don't they? Um, but do you know what, how do you measure kind of success? Yeah, so 
I let's 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 take it down to a real clear example. So I work in healthcare mm. enterprise software. Yeah. The way that I would measure this would be let's say that um, that we're trying to use my podcast, which is in healthcare, yeah. uh, and trying to use that platform to turn me into a thought leader. And what are the benefits for the company that I that I'm employed by? The metrics that I would ask if I were the CEO would be uh, people who have listened to Peter's podcast or Peter's interviews, um, do they have a shorter sales cycle because they trust our brand and our team uh, more than those who haven't? The people who have listened to Peter on stage when he goes to conventions, uh, do those people have an authentic interest in getting to know him as a human being beyond just a brand. So do they want to go up and ask him for advice? Do they want to follow him on LinkedIn? Do they want to connect? Do they want to have a beer with him? Do they want to talk about mm. their kids? So there's there's something that's intangible about that human being um, at, that could be turned into to to metrics, right? Like there's you could yeah. do an MPS. You could determine just after the after the presentation was it positive, and all of those other can be turned into more finite marketing metrics. So what percentage of your people are coming straight to your homepage, and when you ask them when they fill out the demo demo form, how did they hear about you? They, they might not be able to say how they heard about you, but if you asked them, you know, who do you know inside of the brand or who do you follow or why did you check, why did you fill out the demo form? Yeah. Hopefully that thought leader or something that that thought leader will be in that open form uh, text box. Yeah, because it's difficult, particularly offline, isn't it, to track folks unless you you sit there asking them questions. Because, like you say, you could have done a gig at a at a I don't know a, an expo or something like that, and and half a dozen people phone later like three weeks a month later do, is, do you think we should be doing regular market research and asking questions to find out where where folks have come from i think that yes mm. but i i think that if you are a big brand and you're thinking of thought leadership as a long-term play mm. you need to know that there's a lot of fuzzy metrics or return on investment yeah. uh, or gray area that's not going to make sense like john like let's say that you and I are going to leave um, MailChimp or HubSpot and we're yeah. going to move to something that does a little bit better anonymous tracking of people on our website yeah. and then lines up that data when when they do come a lead, we're able to see what they did before they gave us their information. So you and I might not be able to think about the first person that we're going to go to, but we're going to reach out to someone who knows more about marketing metrics than, than ourselves. Yeah. And that person is a friend is probably going to give us information that did come from thought leadership. So you and I might track it as referral, but truly yeah. the, the ambassador of that thought leader um, came from someone who consumed their podcast or their YouTube or met them at a convention. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons I did this podcast is because I learned so much from so many folks uh, doing this. It's done because my background is more in kind of like design, web design, digital design, you know, uh, a lot of autom campaign automa automation and things like that. But, but I was talking to somebody about Google Analytics yesterday and it was like I learned so much because I hate Google Analytics. But and they could be my little thought leader, I suppose. True. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if you, when you and I turn off the recording for this, I'm like, hey, I also hot, hate Google Analytics. Um, I need someone to clean this up. You're going to immediately tell me that person. That person, in, in all yeah. reality, is a thought leader for you from now on. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Pete, I could chat for ages on this because I've got loads of opinion on thought leaders and not a lot of it. Particularly when you look on LinkedIn, it's not very thoughtful, is it? No, no, I think <laughs> I think I think the key to all of that noise on there is you need to think about who you're actually watching. So yeah. you and I might scroll through, yeah. but then when you and I see something, like now that I know you and I've listened to your podcast, I'm not going to just scroll through. I'm going to click through. And yeah. I might not like something because maybe I'm selfish with my likes. I might not m- mention anything hmm. um, and say like, great interview, John, because maybe I'm introverted yeah. and I don't yeah. want to uh, be vulnerable out there. But the fact that I consumed you and now that I've you've been in my ears for probably two hours, you're now a thought leader... Uh, for me in the marketing podcast space. Yeah, that's really interesting. You mentioned about the likes and shares there, because I think that's really important. Because we do, we do strive for likes and shares for for for, 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 for to, to be noticed. We have to have our post or our thing or our stuff liked. And and you know, back 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 when I was working in in radio and TV a long long time ago, you you wouldn't know. You, you know, in radio particularly, it'd be like three months before you knew whether somebody was actually listening or not. Yeah. Uh, when the survey kind of, came out. Going back to your question about like how could we measure this? Yeah. There you need to be creative from a CEO point of view or whoever's controlling finances. You need to be creative in the way that you're going to try to determine if this is successful. So I'm going to yeah. give you another example. Yeah. We have we have a person on our team who does a fair amount of industry uh, a fair amount of industry research. Yeah. They're connected a first connection with me on LinkedIn. When they reach out to my contacts and say something along the lines of, hey, I work with Peter doing X, Y, and Z. Will you help me with this? The, the, the conversion rate of them filling out the survey is much higher than when someone doesn't mention. So yeah. you do need to be creative when you're working on metrics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, right, Pete, where are you? Where can we find you? Where, where's your podcast and all your thought, your lead thought, all your thinking? Currently, uh, physically, today I'm in Wichita, Kansas. I spent nice. half the year in Santiago, Chile, down in South America. Sounds nice. Uh, where you can fi- it is nice. Where you can find <laughs> okay. me online, probably the easiest place is LinkedIn. So just search Peter Murphy Lewis. I don't think that there are any other Peter Murphy Lewis's out there. And that is where I put all the content. So the podcast is LTC Heroes, which means long-term care or nursing home. Mm-hmm. I interview a lot of nursing home leaders. And then I also uh, work as a consultant helping SEOs um, um, improve their, their revenue. You can find that on our website at strategicpeat.com. Fantastic, Pete. Um, listen, thanks ever so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Likewise, John, if you uh, ever make it over to the over the ocean, let's meet up in person and, and talk about our true thought leaders. Fantastic. I'll do that. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks to Pete for his time. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. Just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.